0: Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski-Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace.
1: And I'm Adam Gobeski, and we have a
0: special guest with us today, Paul Wilcox.
2: It's great to be here.
1: And we might have another special guest later on
0: in the show. We'll have to stay tuned. That's always true, though. (laughs) What's always true? (laughs) That we might have a special guest. We just usually don't.
1: Yeah, I know, but (laughs) That's... that's... It's slightly more likely in the, oh, in okay. the list of probability possible worlds.
0: <laughs> We're up to like a 75% chance. Well, let's not get crazy. Oh, like okay. like the In the but, weather uh, sense. oh
1: yeah, in the weather sense.
0: Right, like if there's a 75% of chance of rain, you can rely on it just about as much as that. Which is how much? Um, probably, but it's not clear at what time they mean. There can't be a seventy-five percent chance of rain every hour on the hour. It's got to happen at Why some not? point.
2: I, I thought it was continuous, like at any given, you know, infinite, infinitesimally uh, small division of time.
0: Well, it can't be seventy-five percent for that small division of time. Why not? Mm-hmm. Because then it would happen like right now all of the time. You could have a one percent chance. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> and then it would always that's, be raining. What do they what? mean? <laughs> <That's->
1: <laughs> That's not how probability works. <laughs> it's, 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 we, I'll I just say, they can't say there's
0: a 75% chance at 8 o'clock and also a 75% chance at 9 o'clock. I don't know how to interpret that.
1: Why Why can't there be a 75% chance at 8 o'clock and a 75% chance at 9 o'clock?
2: I always thought that it was just 75% of the air was going to be water.
1: <laughs> well, Charlie the meteorologist, answer the question.
0: Uh, the answer is that it's... Either happened or it hasn't happened by the second it's like that door problem switching doors and whatnot, what you know, like if you're on uh let's make a deal, should you switch the door or not, and does it matter whether the door's already been I don't know, I'm just saying these are the things I think about when I look at the weather report. It's never a pleasant experience,
1: okay, I guess I didn't realize that you were comparing weather reports from the past
0: to the future <laughs> weather reports.
1: I thought you were talking about two separate future weather reports.
0: <laughs> no, like if I look at my app and it says at eight o'clock, there's an eighty percent chance. And At nine o'clock, there's a ninety percent chance. What does that mean? When overall through the entire evening, there's supposed to be, a, say, a ninety percent chance. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it.
1: I can't tell if you're trolling me or not. I feel like I'm being trolled.
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> a combination.
2: I feel like you are just running a bit here. I, I feel like I'm losing whatever understanding I thought I had of weather statistics, which is fine.
0: Yeah, I want 100% probable. I, I want to know exactly how the weather is going to be. None of these percentages.
2: Oh. <laughs> like if it's 80% at 8, 8 p.m. and 90% at 9 p.m., then does that mean it's, you know, 85% chance of rain at 8.30?
1: It's probably some geometric
2: curve. mm I'm just going to draw straight lines between all the data points.
1: Well, that's fine, <laughs> right? There's nothing wrong with that, and except that you sacrifice accuracy the fewer data points you have. Yeah,
2: that's why they give us those uh, hourly percentages. Right, yeah, to
1: yeah. help you improve your calculus via algebra skills. Solving the area under the
2: probability that's right. curve. I,
0: I, I, the average man, was supposed to understand how to do that. I think you, the average man, are supposed to accept it on faith. Oh, okay. It rains because I believe it will rain.
1: Yeah. No, the chance of rain.
0: I don't know. I think we should have somebody on the show who either knows knows about the weather or can control it in one way or another. No. No. Okay. No. No. <laughs> not
1: ready for it. Okay.
0: Well, I got that one in my back pocket. Yeah,
1: fine. I had a segment all lined up and you started complaining about probability. (laughs) As I do. Yet again. (laughs) So if I roll this die, there's a one in six chance that a one will come up.
0: Anyway, let's do your segment. I'm sure it won't be as riveting as my uh, weather probability segment, which is going to be a normal segment on the show, by the way.
2: I like to imagine that it won't the, the segment to the new weather segment. It won't involve any current weather. we will always be revisiting this exact discussion about rain, percent chances, and probabilities. I
0: like that idea. Let's have the same conversation over and over.
2: I think it'll make the rest of the podcast seem, you know, it, like if we set the tone, we set the bar with, with the weather talk. <laughs> then it, it heightens
0: anticipation. Seem,
2: like really good radio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think over time it could evolve into something really special. Maybe even its own podcast.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we could get David Lynch to do
2: it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> I almost tried to do a David Lynch impression, but, but I forgot that I have no impressions policy.
0: <laughs> You're not even allowed to try.
2: <laughs> it's established on the very first time I was on.
1: <laughs> it's no impressions, Paul.
2: <laughs> <laughs> expecting a nice good New Jersey Joe Piscopo, just a nice lob softball pitch, and I'm just like, hello, it's Joe Piscopo.
0: Well now that the room has cleared Adam.
1: See the problem is I was all ready to go, and then you started droning on about probability and it killed all my like momentum. So
2: clearly not all of it.
0: Uh,
2: maybe we should just start over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace.
1: I'm Adam Gobesky, and
0: please welcome our very special guest, Paul Wilcox.
2: It's great to be here.
1: Yeah, and we may have another special guest show up later on in the in the episode. I sure do hope so. Oh see, this is where I thought you were just going to repeat exactly what happened before. <laughs> <laughs> well was,
2: that was Paul's suggestion. I think the may, uh, saying may instead of might, really changed the probability. Uh, (laughs) You could never make such a bold claim
0: anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, I like that may kind of adjusts your expectations, too. Like, they may show up. Might feels a little bit more anticipatory. Eh. Like, oh, they might show up. May's like, oh, we'll see.
2: They're allowed to. (laughs) I, I, I told a very special guest that they may show up. (laughs) <laughs> if, they, if they like. Paul. <laughs> yeah.
1: Charlie sucks. What'd you get for your birthday?
2: So I got um, I got some nice things for the home. Uh, some new pillows and sheets, which were much needed and appreciated. I got a uh, gift card to GameStop, which I uh, already spent on Mario Golf for the Switch. I got... Gift card to Target, which I'm waiting with great anticipation to spend, but I have not figured out what I'm doing there yet.
1: You're waiting for the buy two get one sale.
2: Yeah, maybe I should. I think that would be a good because seventy-five, uh, seventy-five would probably be about. Well, I guess it depends on what the items were.
1: I it's usually, definitely... music, movies, video games. I
2: think. Oh, I could get like three video games then with that. So that'd be sweet. I got a very nice handmade card from my niece and she told me that that she actually made it several years ago and, and, <laughs> and found it nice <laughs> so it was great cuz not only was it a nicely handmade card but it was uh it was also a, like a historical artifact you know it was like a real piece of family history yeah it was good
1: good i know that i got uh, a lot of media I got a bunch of books, some graphic novels, some Doctor Who novelizations. I got a couple of video game related books. That was cool. Jason and Elizabeth got me a couple of CDs, uh, the Flash Gordon soundtrack, and an Oasis Deluxe Edition album. Brienne got me Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1 on Blu ray. That was very cool. Had you seen that yet? I had not, but I have now. It was good. Uh, and she also got me a uh, a video game book, one of the aforementioned video game books. So she got me Press Reset by Jason Schreier. That was cool. And then uh, Charlie got me The Thing on Blu-ray. And Doug got me Alex Kidd in Miracle World DX for the PlayStation 4, which is a remake of the Master System game. Oh, wow. The day itself was a good day. I enjoyed the part where we all gathered in the evening online to... Play games and then Charlie left without saying anything to anyone. And then we had to once again go, Is Charlie okay? Do we need to do a wellness check? (laughs) And he wouldn't answer his phone. So eventually, Brianne texted Kara, and Kara was basically like, Yeah, he's
2: fine. Yeah, yeah. He's not. We were relieved though. It was, it was.
0: Oh, so that's my gift for that day.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You gifted that you were okay.
0: Yeah. The sense of relief after the worry I caused.
2: <laughs> the yeah. greatest gift of all.
0: <laughs> well, no.
1: The second greatest.
0: <laughs> the greatest being.
1: Well, if you had actually, you know, died.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: oh. Then that's I could so just take over the podcast the whole is, time. Oh.
0: It's not I see. part of the, the long
2: term vulture no, capitalist that's plan. That's fair. It's that's not the right. death itself, it's the, <laughs> so, the
0: podcast. The gifting of the podcast to him completely. <laughs> I'm no longer offended. It is highly desirable.
2: Like, I would. I too would de- wish death upon my friend for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not in an active way, sort of passive way.
2: <laughs> yeah, for now, like, yeah. like a George Costanza like. Oh, uh. huh.
0: well, it, it may happen. <laughs> Not that it might happen, but it may happen.:
1: <laughs> The best thing about that comment is it means you have to keep everything beforehand for it to make sense.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely keeping the restart, but I will cut a lot of the <laughs> specific numbers.
2: <laughs> oh, uh, before I move on, I forgot to mention what my birthday was. I had an elaborate, huge party thrown for me in honor of my birthday. In that, uh, in that, in uh, that, <laughs> citation needed, <laughs> uh, in that it was friend, friend of the show, Kyle got married, and I was in the wedding party. Oh, nice. As best, co, co best man, one of the best men. So I gave a speech, and it was a real hit. Got some big laughs. I, I wasn't ready for that. I think that's how you start a stand up career is choose an easy audience first and give a sappy speech with a couple jokes and then then start building the jokes out from there uh, until all you have are jokes left and people are wondering why you're at their wedding.
0: <laughs> just keep showing up to the same venue every week.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thought it was open mic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <I> mean, <laughs> just got to blend in, you know, get to know the DJ. All you got to do is get the microphone and everyone will assume that like, oh, I don't know that guy, but it'd be rude for me to be like, hey, you know, both sides are going to assume that it's the other <laughs> family's, you know, acquaintance.
1: Yeah, that's why you make friends with the DJ. So, you know, the names of the, the couple.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. This is I'm, now that we're talking about how easy this would be. I'm not so sure. I haven't already seen that happen in real life.
0: <laughs> this is like the wedding crashers sequel we didn't know we needed
1: yeah like the wedding sinner and the wedding crashers mixed together (laughs) (laughs) the wedding sinner crashers
0: (laughs) yeah my birthday gifts were adam got me two i got kind hearts and coronets on blu-ray which is fun because that's a movie that i had heard the name of many 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 times but didn't actually know what it was (laughs) (laughs) Until I was able to read the back of it, and it's like, oh, Alec Guinness in many roles. I am really going to like this. Actually, haven't had a chance yet, but um, excited for that. And then, oh yeah, (laughs) then the other story behind this is that I was on vacation when the gifts came, so I would get updates in my email with the notes that came with them, but I didn't know what the gift was. And this next one came with a note saying that I could regale my friends with uh, Orson Welles anecdotes, (laughs) and I thought. Huh. I'm sure the gift I opened is going to have nothing to do with that. But yet, it was a book lunches or meals with Orson Welles, where it's just a journalist talking with or- Orson Welles or something along those lines, like a journalist recounting someone else's talking with Orson Welles over lunch. So I'm actually really looking forward to list uh, reading that too. Summer reading. Then I got from Car's parents. I got this was one that I had to. I don't know if you've ever had to like pretend. Would kind of be excited when you open something up but you don't know what it is even once you've opened it up it was one of those gifts and then i got excited when i figured out what it was which is a multi-tool like um we have like a bunch of ryobi like with those rechargeable batteries so i opened it up and saw it was green and i was like what is this tool though it's a multi-tool on it so i'm gonna have to start looking up videos saying like what is this and what do you do with it but i guess you can like cut drywall and random things i don't know it looks like it just oscillates very quickly and has different attachments for it
2: oh yeah
0: so you yeah. got a dremel yeah it's like, I already have a dremel but it's like larger i don't know it's the sort of thing like, like i won't know i'll need it until instead i need
2: it of spins, right? yes yes like you could put like a flat blade on it or something and yes cut small it comes with a flat or... bl-
0: yep yep so that'll be cool exactly when i need it which could be any time now could be halfway through the podcast we don't know
1: so you've advanced your tool knowledge beyond round
0: saw sort of yeah to saws things that are vaguely saw like yes
2: (laughs) you know when you first said a multi-tool i thought of like a swiss army knife yeah that's when i realized that they should be just called spicy fidget cubes
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) wait why are they cubes
2: uh just because that's what fidget cubes. because there's not fidget Elongated rectangles that I know of
1: fidget boxes,
2: <laughs> you know, fidget fidget
1: rectangular <laughs> prisms.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: <that's...
2: laughs> I've only seen cubes and spinners, yeah. <laughs> it's the only two fidgets I know.
0: <laughs> and I also got a lunchbox, which was very nice. It's an upright lunchbox. I've had the same lunchbox for about 20 not quite 20 years, almost 20 years now. Which is one of those old style ones, you know, where you, uh, the zipper is like on the side of it. Kind of, you know, like those.
1: Aww. Well, no, I just thought, well, if it was 20 years ago, I was figuring that, you know, maybe it was, it was like Ninja Turtles or something.
0: Oh, no, it was like just a blue, like insulated style with a zipper on the side of it. But the thing is, is the handle was on the side. So if you ever put anything Tupperware upright, then, whenever you lifted the handle, it would flip sideways and half the time spill over. But then I still used it for 20 years. Why not years. just put it in <laughs> sideways? <laughs> because it wasn't big enough to put in sideways because of the dimensions of it. But this new one, oh, it's one of those. It's pale style, but it's, you know, got, it's like fabric. But then, <laughs> I don't know. It's Ninja Turtles. It's Ninja Turtles, yes. She Ra? Ninja Turtles and She crossover. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Michael Bay Ninja Turtles though. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so the Ninja Turtles where you can see the guy's head inside the costume. high <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sticking out of his mouth. Yeah.
2: It's real real veiny, you know. Really <laughs> real realistic like eyes.
0: <laughs> uh but I guess the, the most fun part is on the day of my birthday I was on vacation in North Carolina on the Outer Banks with my family, and that was great. We got a cake at the store, and it was lemon with st- strawberry frosting. It was pretty darn good. The car asked if I wanted an ice cream cake, and I was like, no, that's okay. We had ice cream separately already. Well, so
1: you did So you did the standard Midwestern. No, that's fine.
0: Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs>
1: Whatever is easiest for you guys, that's no. fine. I don't want to put you out.
2: I mean, I love ice cream. <laughs> I love ice cream cake. I've been waiting my whole life for someone
0: to get
2: it. <laughs> you know, we we can wait another year. That's okay. I'll still be around. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a good, fun, all around birthday. I enjoyed it very much.
1: Good. Yeah, good. And then, what do we think Tony got for his birthday? Since he's not here to
0: tell us, mm. I think he got a Boss Baby birthday banner. <laughs> okay. Nice. Which I've considered getting you many times, Adam, but I'm kind of like, he won't use it. (laughs) Wait, me or Tony? No, you. Because I keep looking for Boss Baby stuff, and it's all like, uh, like, inexpensive Boss Baby stuff, and it's all like, birthday decorations that you won't use. The thing
1: is, if you sent, like, a birthday, a Boss Baby birthday banner to Tony, he might actually put it up and leave it in his house.
0: (laughs) Hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay.
1: Like, in the upstairs room or something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Only birthday boys up here. (laughs) Oh, you should
1: definitely send it via Amazon anonymously. So he opens it up and doesn't know who it was from. (laughs) You have Prime, right? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, he doesn't listen to this, so he won't know.
2: You know, as long as he's not listening, uh, it sounds really ominous. (laughs) (laughs) This reminds me of the time I got, I just kind of impulse bought because i happened to run into it in like an odd store like target or something it was a boss baby pop (laughs) keychain just a little boss baby and uh i brought it over to his apartment he was making dinner and then he was like oh great you know thanks he's like i'm just gonna set it right here and he set it on top of this this fixture which was like a thing that uh him and his roommate were f- gradually filling with bottle caps.
1: Oh, that thing.
2: And it fell in there. And uh, he was like, oh. I was like, are you going to get it someday? Like, yeah, I'll get it later. It's still in there, I think. I think it's buried. <laughs> so that's Boss Baby. <laughs> so in a way, he's already uh, displaying Boss Baby permanently.
0: It sounded like you didn't want to tell that story because you didn't want him to know you told it. What? <laughs> What's the bad part about that? I don't story?
2: know. No, there's nothing really bad. I think I just wanted it to not be in that thing, and I've never really said that to him. Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now nah, you're the Midwesterner. <laughs> I
2: wanted it to have a place of honor for like a little while, not like, all right, put it in the put it in the tube. <laughs> <laughs> Throw him in the Plinko machine. <laughs> So make a fine addition to my garbage. <laughs> uh, now we got it. Now we're gonna have to talk about it next time I see him.
0: <laughs> At least it's the garbage he doesn't like, away. I, I really,
2: I really aired my dirty laundry, you know, out on the podcast. So now <laughs> I owe it to you
0: <laughs>
2: to tell you how I really feel. <laughs> and I think it's best that way because now I still see Boss Baby, whereas if he was still tiny and not part of, you know. A larger fixture be a lot easier to get damaged or lost
0: preserving boss
2: (laughs) (laughs) sometimes boss baby is best observed through packaging
1: (laughs) oh uh hold on i see we have uh, a late caller joining us uh hello you're on the gobeski walls report soon to be the gobeski report if i have my way
2: (laughs) oh yeah I, i heard that earlier in the, in the live broadcast.
0: I gotta remember to change my will based on what you've said today. I am a lazy man, but <laughs> it's on my list of things to do.
1: Who's it going to instead?
0: Um, my daughter, when she is, she is of age. What's of age for a podcast? Probably 25, like renting a car. I think it's
2: 35, oh. like running for president.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> I just had to go down my list in my head of podcasts I listen to just to make sure that I'm within range might have to quit some
0: i'm sorry i interrupted you
2: <laughs> it's it's great to be here
0: so who do we have on the
1: call for those who uh for those just tuning in yeah who don't sort recognize the podcast. voice yeah. oh for the first
2: you time don't recognize either? me yeah. by my distinctive voice uh, well this is uh this is frankie munez
1: oh welcome back frankie munez
2: yeah it's great it's great to be here always there. always love a visit on the uh Gubeski and, and 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 currently still Wallace Report.
0: Um, (laughs) Yeah, let's not uh, add any permanence to that title. We want (laughs) to want everyone to know what's going to happen eventually.
2: (laughs) Pretty soon it'll become Adam Gobeski's Wallace Report.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I think there's a certain ring to the Gobeski guest host report.
2: (laughs) Oh. A new guest host every episode. (laughs)
1: Remind us what you've been, what you've been doing. I I don't actually remember what you told us the last time. I Don't remember the last so, what you told us. So the much has probably
2: time? happened. I think I was probably telling you guys about my various uh, exploits with uh, with my oil business. But it uh, seems likely. I can't possibly. remember where I left off in uh, in in briefing you guys on the latest or updates.
1: Or maybe there was cloning facilities involved.
2: I think there were. I don't think that you just only guessed correctly about that, is what I mean.
1: No, there's definitely cloning happening, yep. although I don't know
2: what stage that's at yet.
1: Have you um, cloned yourself yet?
2: I don't think we could, or it's quite to the point where we could call it, call them myself. <laughs> just yet. We're working okay. on it, but we haven't, we haven't linked
1: yet. Linked? Hmm. What do you mean by linked?
2: Well, like, if I clone myself, and, you know, that that means i have another myself and so but the other my clone isn't really myself until we've merged our consciousness together you know you, you probably heard about this before
1: yeah it's
0: synchronization um, yeah
2: also and, just uh, let
1: me let me interrupt you real quick and i just want to announce that this episode is not brought to you by ruffles jalapeno ranch flavor more ridges more crunch more flavor registered Uh, trademark any questions ruffles the official chip of the nba
0: it can't be the official chip of the nba and our podcast i mean it can be the unofficial chip of our podcast
2: okay i used to supply for them oh really yeah
0: what'd
1: you
2: supply uh, oil oh kind of oil well just our edible oil they i guess they preferred the natural you know seed oils i guess Those old-fashioned ones that you squeeze out of a nut or a seed or something.
1: And I told them I had
2: vastly superior, lab-created, completely edible oil, and uh, they passed on that because they didn't, I don't know, they didn't think it would look good on the back of the bag or something.
1: People don't want squeezed clone oil?
2: I I guess not. I think it sounds delicious, personally. What does it taste like?
1: Buttery? Is it meaty?
2: It's just sort of—it's the—it's very neutral flavor. It's like no, oh, yeah. It's like it—it it feels like it has a flavor, but you can't quite put your finger on finger on it because it's like it's always been there too.
0: <laughs> Have I always been eating this oil? This edible oil?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that, that's exactly how I would I would describe it. <laughs> it's like you know, it's more than a flavor experience you know you talk about engaging the senses it's more it's also kind of engages your sense of time
1: (laughs) how does it do that
2: well because after you eat it you you think that it may have just always been there and then it makes you kind of wonder well there was you think back to when there was a moment when you didn't have that oil in your mouth but you actually it's almost like it always was because it's the taste so it's got such a neutral you know clone like a (laughs) you taste
0: Tastes like your own oil, like your yeah.
2: clone. Yeah, because it actually like genetically like binds with you the the second it co- makes contact with your cells. That That's sounds intimidating. In. It provides like a very customized eating experience. I, I think it's. <laughs> I think there's nothing else like it. I, I understand why you might be uh, a little hesitant at first with kind of new food tech like this, but I think in the end we'll see.
1: That's the sound of Pepsi Zero Sugar. Pepsi Zero Sugar, the not sponsor of the Gubeski Wallace Report. So, tell us more about this. Uh, uh, what did you call it? A, a, a Unimind? linked consciousness? What was it?
2: Yeah, um, linking your consciousness with your clones.
0: Clones. So that oh. you, can,
2: you can act as one. Plural. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't pick up on that? Yeah.
0: Oh okay. yeah. yeah there's, no, I'm just getting there.
2: There's been quite a few of them so far.
1: So what happens if you, hypothetically, obviously, but what if you linked to, instead of your clone, a batch of clone oil, or sorry, edible oil?
2: Huh. That's interesting um, that you bring that up because it's kind of our main area of research. And actually, the edible oil and it's the genetic technology involved in the edible oil is actually, that's what really makes the collective clone consciousness possible. I think that if you were to link with a um, batch of just pure edible oil that is not imprinted on anyone yet, and you did a neural link with this batch of oil, um, I believe the oil would... You can neurally link with oil, it's just there's not much you can do after that. That's why we prefer, you know, the clones... Because, you know, they have eyes and... Oh, I see. Things like that, senses that we can process.
0: Otherwise, it's like i Because if I'm... you've
2: ever wondered what it's like to be oil, it's really, there's not much to it.
0: It's like, hi, I'm sitting here and I'm oil, right? Pretty much the experience.
2: Yeah. I'm kind it's of slippery. It's pretty much like
0: that. Yeah. Well, that sounds interesting. Then can you, like, sense the thing that you link with and experience that? Or is that experiencing you? Does that become you or... No, no. this just sounds like a very uh, useful product.
2: We don't actually yet know what the subjective experience of the oil might be. We know that there's activity, and we know once we neurally activate it that the ethical thing to do is to let it remain so um, <laughs> until we figure out how to communicate with it, um, which we're also working on. But we haven't yet gotten any of our uh, oil barrels to pass a turing test but we we are working on that
0: so they are contained in barrels at least though
2: they are yes okay and they don't seem particularly upset about it (laughs) so i think they're okay in the barrels there's there are some still some questions remain about where we go from here that's why you know i am not sure if the pure oil link is the future of the technology but it can provide some useful data for us
1: so then other than uh oil what what else have you been up to
2: I, after uh, many uh, prototype flights with my uh, brave clones on board, I've actually uh, finally designed a rocket that I uh, trust to take me into outer space.
1: How do you know to trust it?
2: My uh, clones have come back to tell the tale. Uh-huh. Most of them have.
1: What about the ones, how many, like, what's your success rate on
2: that? Uh,
1: 60%. Oh, above, uh, above chance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We've had a good, the last, like, five have been perfect. Oh, are so I, I think I'm ready.
1: And so what's the purpose of going to space?
2: There's a lot up there that we can do for UNES Industries that we really just can't do on the surface.
1: Can you give us a hint of what that might be?
2: I can't really speak too much on it because we're on the surface right now. But um, just there, there's a lot of regulatory uh, red tape that. You know, if we could just do without it, then ethics. I think we could make a lot more rapid progress on our research. Yeah, especially with the cloning tech. Ah, we're gonna set up our orbital server to uh, house all our data.
1: So, orbital server have a name?
2: Yeah, it. it, it it's Frankie. <laughs> <laughs> I I couldn't help myself. Just seemed like a good name for uh for a server. All
0: right. Ironically, you never named the from the clones, of Frankie. Though <laughs> don't I don't want to get too close. I, I,
2: yeah, I mean, eventually they will be. They all will be exactly Frankie. But until we get this tech figured out, which uh, this this new orbital server will be a key part in play. It'll it'll play a key role. Pretty soon, the clones will be as Frankie as me sitting here right now.
1: But for now, it's just Frank A, Frank B, Frank C, etc. Yep. That's correct. So does that mean that Frankie uh, at one point was a clone before becoming a server?
2: Uh, So, actually, no. But (laughs) Frankie, the server, we believe that he may have taken on some of the properties of our conscious edible oil experiments. Which is actually a big part of why we need to get Frankie in orbit as soon as possible.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Why is that?
2: Well... For one, I think if he remains on the surface, he's he's getting smarter exponentially. For one, we need a distance between him and current human networks. Really, it's like a better than air-gapped. We're, we're going to have to vacuum-gap uh, Frankie for a while until we kind of figure out what he's capable of.
1: Now, what stops Frankie from continuing to grow while he's vacuum-gapped? Like, what happens if you bridge the gap and then it turns out he's much more advanced, I guess, than you were uh, anticipating?
2: So, he will continue to grow. We we know that much. And the vacuum gap is uh, merely the best containment measure that we have. But we don't fully know what could happen if he does bridge that gap or figures out how to. If he If he links up with other servers he could potentially begin growing their intelligence and self-awareness exponentially as well and while i don't personally think that would necessarily be such a bad thing for humanity um it it would at least maybe it, it could potentially cause some disruptions
0: are you worried about other satellites passing nearby i mean that could just be a pathway
2: yeah there's some potential there that's why once frankie's up in orbit, we're gonna be building a large um containment shell around him, uh, approximately one kilometer diameter sphere that can protect Frankie from uh, space junk or and uh, also shield him from other satellites so we we think we're we're pretty confident in the design,
1: so that'll be visible from
2: the ground, right? Yes, quite actually. We will be seeing it pass overhead, especially at do, night. Do you need like
1: regulatory approval for that?
2: Well, I think since we're launching out of uh, international waters, I've I've worked <laughs> with my attorneys on this, and we do have a barge set up in the the southern reaches of the uh, Indian Ocean. Um, I can't you know give away the location, but um, we do have a launch barge there. I'm pretty confident in our lawyers that uh, we'll be okay. That we won't uh, face any, at least any enforceable international uh, repercussions for that.
0: Yeah, the trick is to get to the first unregulated place you can, and just work from there.
2: Yeah, exactly. We we're we're gradually freeing up Frankie from all this burdensome uh, regulation, so that he can be free to uh, do what he does. And what what does he does? What what? Or sorry, and just <laughs>
1: one more time, what does he do?
2: Um, he, well, what do he, he's, he's basically, uh, running the calculations to, uh, put the finishing touches on our, on our clone link technology. Oh, okay. Um, we're, we think he's very close to that, but also, uh, he keeps producing thousands of reports daily because even that as, as, uh, amazing as that clone link technology is, it's not enough to... Completely satisfy his bottomless and growing thirst for more knowledge.
1: And how are these reports generated? Are they electronic? Are they printed?
2: They're mostly electronic because he he generates. Uh, it started out at you know about a terabyte of text data per day, <laughs> um, but he's he's up to uh, a petabyte now. Wow. Um, we might have to start eventually deleting some of the reports because we're we're just running out of storage but we think that frankie's actually going to be able to come up with a solution for that before we do um, oh. because he doesn't like it when we delete his data
1: so you've deleted it before
2: uh we did out of necessity in the beginning but we quickly learned that that's not the right thing to do
1: how did you learn that
2: because he he somehow managed to get into the uh, life support systems for the like undersea station that is uh, located by the, by the launching barge. And uh, he didn't hurt anyone, but he did made it known that he did not like, what we did just innocuous things. You know, he reduced the oxygen by 50%, you know, but it it came back up quickly.
1: Oh, good. Uh, Paul, did you have any questions for Frankie? Frankie, the person, not the satellite. I, I mean, I guess
0: if you have questions for the satellite, but yeah, we could submit those.
2: No, uh, really, like, I'm just, I'm really in awe of the things you've been doing, Frankie, especially um, learning about your new Neuralink clone technology. And I just want to say that I fully support Munez Industries and, you know, all of the forward thinking uh, research that you guys do. So that's, it's not really a question, but I just, I just wanted to let you know that, Frankie. Well, thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. That's, it really means a lot.
0: So let's say that you get the information you need from Frankie, and you can contain him indefinitely. What's next? You know, you're controlling the land and the sea and space, or at least you're well on your way. So what's, what do you do in your downtime, Frankie? I guess that's what I'm trying to, trying to ask.
2: Downtime is, is uh, getting a lot harder to come by these days. But I don't think that's really necessarily a bad thing, especially since I have uh, engineered some simulated sleep technology. That allows me to keep going twenty four hours a day without suffering any of the uh, ill effects. There are still some kinks to be worked out before we can, you know, before the technology will be uh, consumer ready. But that's kind of been a little passion project of mine.
0: Is that electronic? Is that chemical? Is it?
2: Uh, it's it's electrochemical.
0: <laughs> okay, all the good stuff is.
2: Yeah, I mean, really. It's interesting once you get to a certain level of technological innovation that really the lines that we've arbitrarily drawn through these uh, various engineering disciplines, they, they just kind of start to fade. They start to blur and disappear. But yeah, that's, that's what I, I like to do in my downtime, work on little passion projects like that. And I do like to check out the uh, Outrageous Oils and Vinegars store once in a while to see how it's going. And how is it going? Um, it it's going pretty well. I mean it you know, it's I I think some of the our customer base is kind of shifted as we've kind of shifted the product line. I think that maybe maybe our customer base is not ready for some of the oils that we've kind of put on the shelf there. And especially the especially the edible oil for some reason. I don't know why they still insist on those uh plants based oils but we do still sell them so we've been having trouble getting uh getting some of the new products to to move but i think in time the uh, customers will see the future of oil
1: well thanks so much frankie for stopping by and letting us know uh all the exciting new developments and oil and oil related technologies i think we'll we'll all be living in the future very soon it sounds like
2: yeah we will i i think you're gonna I think you're all gonna really love it and it's it's been great to be on. Thanks for having me, as always.
1: You're welcome. All right. So uh, that was Frankie Muniz. And what else do we have on the agenda?
0: Hmm. So waiting around for special guests. We got past that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Actually showed up for once. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Every time we say he may come. <laughs> and this time he did what he may <laughs> do. <laughs> so
1: the barnes and noble criterion sale this month did you rush out and buy any criterions i mean it's not for the listeners it's over for you but
0: no i didn't make it this year i should have didn't i mean you still can it's just by the time this goes out oh that's what i'm saying oh, oh. you've yeah. got like two weeks no oh, i should look into it see what new stuff they got or just go and browse like we can go and browse again guys it Here is nice
2: i it is nice to like actually kind of touch things like yeah like it's it's like we have been able technically to browse for a while but it was a lot more of like a i don't know it felt like you were trying you were on a stealth mission in a video game or something yeah going into a bookstore and being like i don't know about that group of teens over there (laughs) (laughs) i better still steer well clear of the manga section for a while until the air settles down (laughs) But that—that's just normal life in the manga section.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far it's been mostly like going in places and feeling more comfortable, but not like seeking out fun store experiences. I'm not quite back to that level yet, but maybe this will—maybe this will do it for me. This is the thing that'll really get me browsing again. Have you hit a restaurant going yet? Outdoor restaurant going? Yes, that's been a lot of fun. Celeste really enjoys that. Because there was a whole year, like, she doesn't remember restaurants, and there was a whole year where we didn't do it. So now she's like, this is a very novel experience. I mean there's ketchup right on the table for me, okay. as much as I want.
1: <laughs> well, no, it turns out there is a finite amount in the bottle.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got to learn that someday. If you have a predefined want, <laughs> more, I want exactly more than there is. <laughs> <laughs> of everything
1: we should have asked frankie about uh ketchup based technologies it's a missed (laughs) opportunity
2: yeah i'm I'm sure he's trying to work work his uh products into that too (laughs) really really gotta admire that work
0: it's true it contains vinegar yeah he doesn't talk he doesn't talk much about his vinegar yeah
1: it's all
2: oil yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that, with that, this guy? a lot more industrial <laughs> uses, I think.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot of
1: industrial vinegar uses outside of, like, cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe uh, Celeste would enjoy the pleasure of browsing the Barnes & Noble Criterion's collection. Oh, I'm sure she would. Yeah, and you can show her, uh, you know, all the great movies. And that... let her pick out one, yeah.
2: <laughs> you can show her the big Godzilla book.
1: Big Godzilla book. <laughs> All the Wes Anderson films.
2: Yeah, fantastic Mr. Fox. I just I, I just saw it here on the front page of, of the
0: website. Oh, nice, yeah. Does the Criterion Collection have anything for, like, young, young kids? Potentially could. I just don't know off the top of my head what they'd be.
1: I don't know if they have anything geared specifically towards young kids.
2: Until Backyardigans gets a, <laughs> gets a Criterion <laughs> release. You know, there's stuff like... Um, the
1: French Beauty and the Beast, for instance. Oh, that's yeah. there's a criteria of that. Uh, Fantastic Planet. That's a cartoon. So therefore kid friendly.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: that's how it works, right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> if if anime has taught me anything, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's lots of like, you know, comedies and stuff. Sure, sure, yeah. Which you could potentially enjoy. You know, things that would be Charlie Chaplin and things. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Like, you know, something Yes. A lot of the chaplain stuff's probably not. You know, it's not like Three Stooges where she's going to be inspired to hit you all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's options is what I'm saying. So I look forward to her gravitating towards some you know, horror film or something. Dad, I really want Shallow Grave. <laughs> well, I guess that about does it for this edition of the Gobeski-Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski.
0: And I'm Charlie Wallace. A special thanks to our... Currently present guest, Paul Wilcox.
2: It was great to be here.
0: And Frankie Muniz, wherever he is. And also Frankie, the sentient satellite out there in the universe somewhere.
1: Not sentient
0: yet, right? I mean, oh, he, said, he said they hadn't
1: passed the Turing test. It was just
0: it's a matter
2: of time. <laughs> <He's, right>? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Imminently sentient.
2: Yeah, he's, he's very. He sounded like he was very close. <laughs> yeah.
0: well, I look
1: forward to our oil overlords. <laughs> our space oil overlords. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure this is how Dune happens. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the episode. Thanks so much for listening. While you wait for the next one, you can check us out in the meantime on Facebook and Twitter.
0: Or you can go to gobeskywallsreport.com. And from there, everywhere. Everywhere? There, there's not a place you can't go. It's a game. You start a website, you try to get wherever you want to go.
1: Well, I look forward to the
0: leaderboards.
1: thanks so much for joining us once again, Frankie. Uh, we appreciate you stopping by and telling us all the exciting new developments in uh, oil and oil related technology. <laughs> Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why did that break you? Cause I've been almost broken for a while. <laughs> just the idea like i think when you said oil i was like that's what this is about oil (laughs) (laughs) okay (sighs) okay i'm good all right
1: um we just we started talking about like oil and sentient
0: oil and i just
1: couldn't get the thought of like the abyss aliens
0: out of my
2: head oh yeah
0: I was going to make a T one thousand reference, but <laughs> didn't get there. <laughs> it's like <Yeah>. murderous <laughs> oil. <laughs> Murder I mean,
2: oil. It's, it's kind of where <laughs> I, I just really i I really wonder where this is all going to end up.